Welcome to the Bituation Room. I'm your host, Francesca Fiorentini. This is episode 23, and it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a bright, bright, sunshining day uh, because we have two amazing guests here in the Bituation Room with me is Dr. Maitha Alhassan, who is a historian, a poet, a journalist. Uh, I met her on The Young Turks. You might have heard of it. Uh, she has amazing nails, amazing hair, and she does healing work with refugees. So what have you done? <laughs> Maitha, welcome. I need a t-shirt that says what that. You what have you done? <laughs> oh, thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm really excited here. about taking all these deep political comedic detours with you all. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, good. I, good. I, I think I am. Also in the habituation room, trying to remain quiet is comedian and organizer uh, who, and the only person who has written for both Spongebob and Vice. Um, but sometimes I feel like they might, they could be interchangeable. A lot of mushrooms on both. Just a lot of shrooms mm-hmm. <laughs> is Josh Androsky. How are you, Josh? I'm good. I feel like when you were like, what have you done? Like <laughs> you were talking directly to me. <laughs> I was like, well, no, I haven't uh, healed refugees. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you, you've, re- you've written for some really major series. I mean, they I watch know. SpongeBob. I mean, come on. SpongeBob <laughs> is international. Sure. Yeah, that's that healed them. That that, that healed everybody. Uh, Someone made a SpongeBob reference to me. They were like, "Oh, that star looks like Patrick," and I was like, "Yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day." Uh, <laughs> and you felt healed. I felt so healed. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what they were talking about, and I was very embarrassed. And then I, anyway, you know, there is laughing yoga. So I, all- I, I see a marriage here. SpongeBob trauma informed yoga for refugees. That's true. That He's is, flexible as fuck. That's like yeah. such 2019 Mad Libs. <laughs> SpongeBob trauma informed yoga for refugees. Like that's like a million points in 2019 yeah. Scrabble. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thanks for being here, you guys. I'm just gonna let all of our listeners know once again. Hey, rate this podcast. You know, just give it those five stars. Not one, not two, not three. Four, I will accept. But like, give it more time, and then you'll get to five. Um, just. Palm the keyboard. I don't even care. Just write one word. Um, write in emojis. Do that. I think they accept that. And thanks so much for listening and for being here. We start off every episode of the Bituation Room the exact same way. We ask our guests, "What are you bitching about right now?" Josh, what are you bitching about right now? And kind of often lately, uh, it seems I've been bitching about uh, barstool sports. Are you familiar with the? Brand Barstool Sports. No. You are very lucky. Barstool Sports <laughs> started as a shitty blog, right? Mm. And now is a multi- Like Bleacher Report? Um, sort of like that, <laughs> but for racists. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So Does this have to do with the Dixie Cup uh, swastika kids in Alabama? I don't know, I thought you were possibly. talking. I thought you were talking about Orange County because there's one there too. Yeah, oh, that doesn't surprise me either. Uh, okay, so what happened? So Barstool Sports, basically some background, if you've never heard of it, was like a shitty blog started by a Boston asshole, mm-hmm. which then through like just bad timeline randomness like the hell world that we live in allowed this to be a like hundred million dollar company now run by uh the former coo of fox news and so it, it 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 presents itself as just like bleacher report or like any of these other just like sports aggregator websites but the guys that run it are fucking monsters and um just recently, there was a comedian. Um, her name is Miel. I think she's just at M I E L Mel Miel. Okay. I don't know how to pronounce it on Twitter. Um, they stole a video of hers and then posted it on their website. And then she got it taken down because it's like, this is my video and I don't want it on your hate sports mm. website, like your, how your do Twitter you run page. I hate sport. Okay. Yeah. So, so I wait, wanna, so wait. I, yes. Yeah. So then uh, they started harassing her online. Like through several accounts because they're this empire of hate sports, and uh, they so like just like fifteen. Where do they stand on the NFL? Uh, they stand. They don't kneel. Right. Uh, that's right, where right, they right. stand. Right. Um, got they, it. Got it. They stand that's firmly tight. behind Tom Brady, who is standing firmly behind Donald Trump. Mm-hmm, you know what mm-hmm, I mean? Yeah. Uh, so 
they started harassing her to get her to get rid of the takedown notice because apparently uh, you only get six, I believe, you get six takedown notices uh, before Twitter suspends your account. Okay. So if their Twitter account got suspended, that would be very bad for their business as they are uh, apparently, according to the market, a reputable sports website, right? Um, And so then they started trying to pay her off they started with like, here's a $50 gift card to our store and kept progressively adding <laughs> until it just says like, we stand for the anthem. Right, we stand for the anthem and the only people who should kneel are people giving us blowjobs or like fucking whatever, <laughs> yeah. um, which is by the Thank way, you. way funnier than anything that they've ever written. Oh, for written. sure. Um, you should yes. ghostwrite. Yeah. Yeah, um, I should ghostwrite the hate for sports. For the hate sports. I don't get it. I, I so don't we, understand how you can be white supremacist and a sports lover, but please continue. Oh, it's called being an idiot. <laughs> it makes being a white supremacist really easy. Sure. Um, so they uh, they then got, they raised the amount of money they're trying to pay her off to $6,000. So it started with a $50 gift card, and now they're offering her six grand to take it down. Uh, to take down her takedown notice. Right. Basically, to her, the strike against their Twitter account. And she just refused to accept it and refused to even engage with them. So then they got Twitter to agree with them. And basically, Twitter sent her a fucking email saying, unless you take Barstool to court, you, random person, take this $100 million... Whose property they stole, right? right? right. They took her video. Yes, but because she won't go in court and like hire a lawyer and spend all this money out of pocket uh, on her own to defend her own intellectual property, uh, Twitter's going to side with them. What? So yeah. there are, there are many, you know, something else that was revealed to me is that Twitter is not an unbiased player no. in any no. capacity. I didn't know that apparently they have suppressed 70% of Black Lives Matter hashtag material whoa that's not a that's surprise re- that's remarkable well they try to lump it in with quote-unquote russian propaganda and mm. so that it goes through these filters of like oh these are foreign agents trying to influence the election and if you look at the things that are actually blocked under those it's often black lives matter stuff mm. right and so now there's this thing too of venmo tagging anything that says persian on it as they tag anything that says kkk as a trans right. yeah as a transaction they won't accept oh yeah that's peter thiel bullshit though yeah like, fuck that guy oh my god i forgot he's behind this use shit. cash app they don't yes. sponsor this podcast because they don't have sponsors <laughs> but i use cash app they along with third love bras i would love to support so if you guys are out there third love bras that sounds like a uh, weed store in la <laughs> it does. hey we're the third love bras <laughs> hey bro. hey we're the third love bras come fucking take a toot on satan's trombone <laughs> We dig chicks with different size breasts. And different numbers. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that's a good bitch. Fuck that. Yeah. Fuck Do- I mean, it really stool. should be about Do- Dorsey. And fuck Dorsey. I just, oh, man. It's just whoever is whinier uh, the longest well, and whinier and has a lot of money and power and resources yes. behind them. Sure. Exactly. Yeah. And and our justice system absolutely supports corporations over people. Yes. Even though corporations are people, they still get better treatment than in, people. Than people. Yeah. Barstool Sports. Uh, Celtics fans? Celtics fans. Fuck the Celtics. Fuck the Celtics. <laughs> Maintha, what are you bitching about? Um, you know, today is um, Pisces. Uh, new moon it should be a beautiful time it, it, but some people are also afraid of the mercury retrograde that came in yesterday however mm-hmm. my body does this thing that it's super aligned with the new moon and i always get my moon cycle oh nice but i'm bitching because we still have a society that is designed to make the lives of women cis women who bleed hellish like every sort of way, we don't have a day off like some countries in the quote unquote developing world have already designed for women. Where? Um, I think India gives a day off. I think Iceland as well. You get to pick what day off you want per oh month. There's God. always that one day say, that like, you want to. I would move to India. Okay, I would do it, but I definitely I th- moved I think, to Iceland. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So for that and like a chance to meet Bjork. 
That's all I know. And like and like the female CEOs who I'm okay with. And uh, female queer prime minister. I, they, I don't know if she's still there. They have some laws around pornography that are very controversial. But I happen to kind of support them because I believe in quality control around pornography. I really do. I'm like, <laughs> people are going to fight me on that. But I believe in some some uh, QCing of that shit. So so you're so you're bitching about the new movie. Well, I mean, all of it. Just my, it just reminds you how anti-women, how misogynistic, anti-bleeding moon women. I call it moon women so that we are not discriminatory towards trans women either. Oh, I uh, like that. Yeah. We're all just moon women. Um, there's hella toxins in all the things that we put up in our hoo-ha of to course. catch the Of course. Uh, and then, but beyond that, that shit should be free. Oh my God, it should be so free. It yeah, should all, it should because be guess what? You can get a condom any fucking where. Yeah. You can get, I mean, they're true. handing that out on the subway. They have New York Metro condoms. By the way, true. if a guy comes up to you on the subway and says, hey, I'm the condom guy, <laughs> do not, you do not have don't to talk to him. That. He you does not work for the city. It's not the condom that you want. Um, he just I has just, a weird when Instagram. When Mike Pence becomes president, yep. I vow never to um, catch the blood that comes out of my uh, vagina ever again. You guys got to just free bleed. I will free, free bleed, bleed on the streets. Bleed. And well, I think, I think... But in a dress, because it, it, it's I really... Mean, so it'll, I'll look feminine, you know, for the conservatives, but then I'll just be leaving this like snail's right. trail of, of blood behind me. Right. It's the you wanna, burning of this generation. Well, also, Yeah, we got to take it up a, a mm-hmm. notch. It's a medical issue. It's a health issue. It is a san- It's a sanitary issue. So you're saying you want to be put in that red tent, but like, what if the there tent is, is dope? No, you know yes like exactly yeah. like or what if we designed donuts. yeah exactly it better have donuts. donuts and a horizontal flatbed yeah mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um so that's a good bitch shout out also to the uh a sister podcast not really just my friend kate elston and producer of Newsbroke, who has a podcast called the vicious cycle in its second cycle uh now they've got a great podcast they just talk about periods all day long it's great oh that rules um, it's i love it the best that's awesome it's very very fun i love yeah. it all right, what I'm bitching about this week, if you pronounce it sexual harassment or molestation, mm, mm-hmm. you do both. <gasps> oh. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. You shouldn't say harassment. It's, it's weird. It's, just we- <laughs> it's like, uh, mm, mm, it's clinical. I don't know. And so I tweeted that just now um, before we started recording. And of course, I got a response um from a, someone whose twitter bio is straight up they follow me by the way i didn't hashtag anything i didn't hashtag black lives matter i wanted this one to get through mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh they followed me and their their twitter bio is uh overwhelmingly white and male what can you say something that's on it Overwhelmingly white and male is their Twitter bio. That's <laughs> their bio. I thought you were going to be no, no, no. Yeah. That's their bio. I thought you were going to be like uh, khakis no, 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 and no, 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 yelling no. at my uh, son. Budweiser like, all day, every day. Super leaning into that identity. Uh, overwhelmingly white and male, which I, I can only imagine is facetious. That's ironic, ironic. Yeah, right? Yeah. And then he responds to me like this. I'm just gonna say he because you know he says overwhelmingly male, but you can get it just by this, huh? Oh, I get it. A riff on how feminists so flippantly and frivolously broaden the definitions of sexual offenses and have not a care in the world about falsely accusing the innocent people of sexual assault. Good one. That wow. guy definitely molests a lot of people. Um, also. And- yeah, Harris's many people. Yeah, um, Harrison Ford over here, Jesus Christ, <laughs> dude. If you are that sensitive to a joke, because we fucking need to make jokes. I mean, I don't think we should punch down when it comes to sexual harassment or anything, but we need to make jokes about this shit. If you're that sensitive, you done that shit. Yeah, like you done something like that. If you're like that scared, and that's the thing. Like I know. I'm sorry, man. Like the Me Too movement has made you scared, but if you're like an 11, you done some shit. Right. You know what I mean? Like if yeah. you're a four on the like, oh, I feel kind of mm, scared. I don't know how to feel. I know I'm trying to figure things out. I'm trying to change my behavior. I'm trying to talk. What? Like, fine, that's normal. If you're an 11 like this guy, like we need to, you know, right. I also feel like into that. I feel like we need to drop m- molestation. Back in, into the 20th century. Because it's like, if you're violating somebody, that's abuse. 
Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah they, it's more it's like it's for it's children. But, but they say like yeah. grope now, which I feel like is like less powerful than molest, right? Like the word molest is like a more powerful word. But I feel no, like it just means. I, mean, I think grope yeah, is more powerful. Because molest also in Spanish, uh, molestar means like to bother, uh, yeah, you know? Annoyed. And you're like, oh, stop bothering me, which is. Uh, oh, okay. right, exactly. a lot about machismo in Latin America. But yeah. No, yeah, I Jesus. like molest is more like for children. But I also feel like they these people probably pronounce it like pedophila too you know like yeah. harassment pedophila well they're fucking weird do you think they it's say like a harassment s- because they don't want to say the word ass Ooh, oh interesting can harassment her ass because even just saying her ass gets her that makes them come like like they're like that <laughs> fucked up well, let's go into the situation for the week. The sitch for the week is about the same thing it was before. Um, <laughs> criticizing Israel while being a black Muslim congresswoman. Ilhan Omar Gate part two. The shit doesn't stop. Uh, so much has happened this week other than this. But I feel like it's important to continue to talk about it because it's such an interesting moment um, in what in terms of what it means for like the Democratic Party. A lot has happened in the last 48 hours. Um, the what kicked off this second round of calls of and cries of anti-Semitism from Democrats, from Republicans, um, from basically the same same ilk of of folks who are bad faith assholes bad faith <laughs> assholes um and have their reasons mostly i would say the military industrial complex to continue to support apac and israel money, but money, money, <laughs> that's a jewish anti-semitic trope oh no i gotta tell my rabbi that's an anti <laughs> how dare you how dare i the rabbi is also an anti-semitic trope. damn it <laughs> um, there's no winning there's no winning so basically she said ilhan omar was speaking at a bookstore and said something like she is questioning um she basically wants to refocus on how israel is treating palestinians and we need to be able to critique that and she is wants to talk about the quote political influence in this country that says it's okay for people to push for allegiance to a foreign country um and that one nugget of the the allegiance to a foreign country was picked up and then immediately an anti-semitic uh, cry was layered on top of it by saying that she is hearkening back to the idea of dual loyalty, which yeah. is this idea that is an anti-Semitic um, idea that stems from Jews in Europe basically being called like, hey, you're not actually, uh, you, you can't be loyal to France or Poland or whatever because you ultimately are loyal to Judaism or your own Jew- Jewry. Um, and obviously that was ridiculous. And calling this that was also ridiculous tons of pressure on Pelosi who had drafted a statement a resolution against anti-Semitism which was all headed to the house floor to be voted upon which was going to include Ilhan's name if I'm not mistaken I don't think it named her Uh, but it was absolutely about about her yes okay for sure um, all said to be voted upon they even tried to amend it like oh and then we're going to add like anti-muslim bias and we're gonna add up it's like no you're not that like the whole point is that it's about uh, anti-semitism um supposedly and thanks to a ton of pressure from a lot of um palestine justice organizations progressive jewish organizations uh, i know linda sarsour uh led and spoke at a, a press conference today um that and resolution jewish voices for peace jewish was, was for peace, color now. color of bend change the yeah right. bend the arc like now it's on hold. It's yeah. on standby. And, and and power to caucus for um, the Black Caucus. The Congressional Black Caucus. caucus yes. And the Progressive Caucus as well that stood up for her. Dude, Hell yeah. this is... This time, finally. Yeah, yes. Right. So this time around, which is like only a couple weeks later, but it was kind of this do-over, um, which they got right. I mean, uh, Bernie Sanders also immediately said, basically... Uh, Condemned anti-Semitism, of course, it's a dangerous ideology, but we must not equate anti-Semitism with a legitimate critique of the right-wing Netanyahu government in Israel, which I thought was pretty huge that he said right-wing Netanyahu government. Almost as a like, hey, people who like me, 
you should know that in Israel, they have a very far, they have an extremist government. Um, and that, and like in addition to the occupation, right? And so I thought that was important. He also says that he was afraid that this stifles debate. Kamala, also Kamala Harris said that she feels that all of this critique on Ilhan is putting her at risk, which I thought was a really astute and real critique. Like, yeah. We're putting the, this is the days after the Virginia, West Virginia um, uh, Republicans Act. put up that poster, yeah. mm-hmm. which was of 9-11 and then Ilhan Omar's face and saying, have we, never forget, we've forgotten. Uh, the, you know, they're so subtle. <laughs> <laughs> they're so good at subtle comedy. Just that poster. Right, right, right. And the fact that there were Muslims in Congress before Ilhan. And clearly that their faces were not planted on there because they didn't they weren't a woman a woman with a headscarf. Right. Right. And yep. who's yep. Somali. Who's Somali. Yes, exactly. So her skin is darker yep. than a white person's skin. And yeah. it's Yeah. It's crazy. And so I mean, what do you guys think this means? Like are we witnessing a shift in what we can talk about when it comes to Israel? Yo. The fact that Geraldo Rivera... Oh, my God. ...came down so hard on this, I was... That's when I was like, wait, first, that's a shift. Welcome to the resistance, baby. (laughs) Hashtag resistance. I didn't see you have a tweet. Have you not? No, he has multiple tweets. He's like, he's like... How how is it even an issue? Like anything she said is not anti-Semitic. It's critical of the state of Israel. There's a separation between the two things. They're very distinct. And then he just said something recently about like, look at the Democratic Party is way more diverse than us. And because they've they've shifted the dialogue now, you know, because after that closed door meeting, they decided that they were going to pack up that resolution and then eventually put it on hold. But the discussion was, if we're going to talk about anti-Semitism, we have to talk about anti-Muslim, anti-Black, mm-hmm. and so many different forms of hate. So he used that to say, look how far we are behind Republicans. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, he, like, it. this, we're in a different moment, for sure. But what is... Broken n- clock right twice <laughs> right, a day that's exactly kind of territory until, right. until we but see he, further right. but, but pretty dope but, but I mean twice not once a day not broken okay, wait once. wait was the next the other time that he wasn't broken was around the Iraq war I feel like he was against the Iraq war uh, but, but a that lot was, of conservatives Donahue Donahue was against well, I'm like which fired. taco shows he was fired he for was speaking fired out against for speaking the Iraq war yeah um, he was fucking blacklisted yeah yeah um so in that regard there is some sort of shift but if you look at this not when we were in the maelstrom of the severe attacks on her um and the demonizing hate posters that were coming up at the same exact time but she actually came out on top right now she she people i should say it this way let me pull back for a second she's a black muslim somali refugee woman with a headscarf Mm -hmm. and people saw that people on twitter saw that constituents in these congressional districts saw that and put that pressure on their congressperson and senators the senators were the one that said house what are you doing this is ludicrous to put her in such danger that we are discussing possible security detail for this woman so i think people saw the intersection of multiple vulnerabilities and the fact this woman was only in office for two months and the and the other fact that she didn't stand down from yeah not just from this she did apologize for if it seemed like it was anti-semitic i get it i apologize for that but she didn't stand down when they had the congressional hearings around venezuela with elliot abram and that was all happening at the same time so she wasn't holding her tongue even when people were pointing to her because she knew what her principled position was but it's kind of like it's like for this time around it's like well how many hoops do you want me to jump through of course like and I think that's part and parcel of the Israeli lobby and around the discourse around criticizing Israel is yeah. like, no, 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 you can't do it that way. 
No, but not on, you know, not on a second Tuesday right. of the month. <laughs> right. Yeah, you can't say from the river to the sea. You can't talk about rivers. But but if you <laughs> if you didn't say that, then we're going to find something else in your speech that you said that is right. well, offensive okay. and a trope. And that's what's so great is the full context of what she said right before she said the sentence that blew up. Do you know the exact thing she said right before that? The exact thing she said right before that. And um, Nathan uh, Goldman in the Baffler uh, wrote about this. Uh, it was like, what happens is people who are arguing in bad faith, essentially, I'm, I'm, I'm not quoting her, I'm paraphrasing, people that argue in bad faith will take one specific thing out of what I say and then that will police the discourse on Israel. And you know what happens yeah. then? Nobody talks about Palestinian liberation. Of course. Because you're all busy talking about the so-and-so's anti-Semitic. We don't get to talk about Palestinian equality. Right. And and then she said the thing and then they immediately the cycle kicked right back off again, which of is so fucking insane. Um I so as an American Jew, a, a white Jew, a diaspora Jew like that has been fine in the like I'm the coastal Jews. Uh <laughs> you know, no calluses on these not, fingers. Not from climate change or fires, but <laughs> yeah, right, coastal yeah, Jew. Right, coastal Jews. Um like I I hated this so much the first time it happened, but now I love it and I hope it keeps fucking happening because every single time the mask slips a little bit yes, from APAC yes. and all these people. Like there was this fucking from Pelosi dude. too. Okay, there was a guy, Rep- Representative Juan Vargas, literally oh, yes. tweeted that yeah. it was unacceptable to question America's uh, relationship with Israel, which is exactly what this is all about. Like he said the loud, the quiet part loud. Yeah, in yeah. That, in yeah, that yeah, yeah. Everyone has been saying the quiet part because an- another, um, I think the head of the committee that she's on that she was the Foreign Affairs Committee. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He said something like he said he's not going to kick her off. But, well, but, but there were but, but there were discussion because there were discussions of removing her. Right. But right. he said something like, "Well, we just uh, we we stand with Israel, and that's just something we do. We just we, I feel like it's like talking to your husband about trying a new sex position. <laughs> He's like, well, you know, we uh, we do missionary because that's just what we do. And then uh, then I go shower and I cry a little bit, and then you don't, you know, that's what we do. And like now suddenly, you know, we're introducing like toys into the bedroom, um, and, and it makes everything better. Palestinian liberation, <laughs> and the toys are Palestinian. The Hamdala. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, the the kafia in the bedroom. Um, As a blindfold. Yeah, yeah. Very sexy. So, but, but this is what she was saying. She was saying that she was questioning any sort of foreign allegiance to a country and she followed through with that in her critique of Saudi Arabia as well. Yes. And Saudi's invasion of Yemen. So, okay, you don't have a problem with that, but you have a problem with her critique of Israel. So you can't just cherry pick what doesn't make sense right. to you or, what, so or what is offensive to you. It's so ironic that like, this is a Somali immigrant who, survi- who survived war right who survived war who i'm sure has allegiance allegiance but like love and for for somalia you know i would assume but like and now she's like i'm questioning some loyalty and i think the best take that i read about it and what it's true it's like she's not questioning the loyalty of jews it's nothing to do with jews right she's questioning the loyalty of congress yeah. of, to a of lot. our elected officials <laughs> yeah. of like who are they serving well, right and, and and um if i could just say one thing that um jacob bacharach maybe. wrote uh, he is a Pittsburgh Jew, which Pittsburgh is where the Tree of Life yeah. uh, synagogue yes. shooting happened, right? He wrote in uh, Truth Dig a really great article, and I just want to quote the last line from it. And this is about American Jews and like how we feel about the Israel lobby. Because for for me, like um, around the table, you know, you always hear like, "Oh yeah, Thanksgiving, you can't talk about this because Uncle whatever is a fucking MAGA guy." But with Jews, it's not that, mm-hmm. but. You can't talk about Israel. They're the shades right? of Democrat. Well, yeah, the different shades of Democrat, but the one thing you can't fucking talk about with older Jews, like your uncles or whatever, uh, is Israel. And or else, like my cousin is going through this right now, where like a family friend is fucking emailing him twenty emails a day with like subjects that are like they take our babies, like <laughs> it's insane. Dudes yeah, that like yeah. have lived in America their whole fucking yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this is this is the last line, and I think it really says um, it, it really resonated with me as an American Jew, which is, will we then? Rep- Apply to this danger, meaning the danger of the actual anti-Semitism on the right, uh, by, yes. by turning our backs on a real ally, Ilan Omar, so that we might try fruitlessly to appease a political movement that APAC that views us at best as an instrument and at worst with murderous contempt. 
Yes. Ooh. Yes. Devastating. And that, yeah. that's the point that I wish would come to the surface, which is the alliance of Zionists with white nationalists. Yes. The Steve Bannons with the Alan Dershowitz, mm-hmm. with the Benjamin Netanyahu with the white nationalist movement. Oh, yeah. With all of the tropes about Soros. I mean, tropes. I hate, can't oh, even oh, say yes. the word tropes anymore, but like the people who, yeah, just oh, the, the pile image, on Soros. I'm, I'm no fan of Hillary Clinton, but the image during the campaign season that Trump used of Hillary Rodham Clinton with the star of David and the money flowing in the background. Right. I mean, yeah, no. to suggest that what Ilhan had said was problematic and then to have no policing or critique of the person who's our president. Yep. Uh, Mein Kampf on the bed stand. <laughs> uh, supporters toppling Jewish headstones in, in synagogues. I mean, uh, at um, grave sites. What are they? They Cemeteries. will not replace us. They, Jews, Jews will not replace us in the same breath of like, uh, you Those know, were great people, both uh, sides. Hail they Trump. Were, they were good people on both I mean, sides. This is, yeah, so. <laughs> they're, good, they're good people. I think that's, I that's where we're people at. But here's, I think the, the real, and I want to just talk about this really briefly, but to me, the danger, as always, is the neoliberal center. Mm-hmm. Um, and you see that so on uh, full display in the op-ed section of many newspapers. Ugh. So there was an op-ed in the Washington Post oh, called yes. that was Ilhan Omar is the Steve King of the left. <laughs> which, a literal Nazi. Yeah. A literal, <laughs> literal Nazi. Nazi. Yeah. Uh-huh. And uh, so I'm just not going to. I mean, that's such a garbage uh, take and it's so fucking racist uh, you know, and fucked up. You know, in the very fair New York Times that talks about Gazans just dying and not being killed by the IDF. Yeah, They're just right. dead. Yeah, well, yeah. So, so with the New York Times... A bullet appeared in their bodies. bodies. Right. Okay. We don't know who shot it, even though an Israeli Wasn't definitely it? shot it. <laughs> well, that's... So, right. This is the week also the UN, or in this, in like the last two weeks, the UN basically said that war crimes were committed last year in Gaza for yes. the nonviolent protests that happened pretty much every week. 9,000 people wounded, 190 dead. Um, and then... Spe- Children and nurses and journalists. Children, nurses, and journalists, and people and, with disabilities were targeted. Mm-hmm. Not just that they happened to be dead. No, no, no. They targeted them because that is that's what the IDF does. That it's the cruelty. We, I mean, during uh, campaigns on bombing, campaigns on Gaza, they're always like, "Oh, why is the ambulance got a whole like a missile through it?" Uh, so this this is what we're up against. So this is the why. But I will just say. Thomas Friedman of the New York Times really takes it home um, in just mm. what taxi cab driver told him this story. <laughs> exactly. <pray> tell Francesca. <laughs> the dude needs just to take a fucking bus, man. He needs to walk around somewhere. So uh, Thomas Friedman, noted neoliberal darling of the New York Times, uh, supported the Iraq War, still supports the Iraq War. I didn't know that. He still supports the Iraq War. Wow. Um, he looks like He's if, to the right of Donald Trump on that opinion. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He looks like if uh, Walker, Texas Ranger and Dr. <laughs> Phil got together and read Atlas Shrugged. Like that's Ugh. he's like that handlebar, yeah. like centrist. Um, but he has a great and a horrible uh, op-ed. But basically, he's like, listen, I don't. I don't like APAC because they're ruining what he, you know, he says they're giving Israel bad name. Uh, he seems he's critical of Israel. He, no, he's he's been critical of APAC, and he right. started with the genealogy of how APAC became a force. Right. So he's written about this before. He's written about it, but then he says he basically then says. And and this to me, I think we all have to look out for. It's like, well, you know, I. It's like we're trying to read into what Ilhan is thinking, and we're like, okay, I don't think it's anti-Semitic, but I oh. think she doesn't believe that Israel has a right to exist. <laughs> so it's like, so she, because that headscarf is right. a political statement. Well, so what mm-hmm. he says is basically, mm-hmm. she seems to support everything I have heard from her. Leads me to conclude she dislikes APAC because she dislikes. Israel, because she does not really believe the Jewish people have a right to an independent state in their ancestral homeland. She seems to support the boycott, divestment, sanctions movement against Israel, known as BDS, which he later then says um, uh, doesn't overtly, because the BDS movement doesn't say that it believes in a two-state solution, they therefore believe, and people who follow BDS or believe in BDS, um, 
believe that Israel doesn't have the right to exist. Well, he's right about one person, me. <laughs> uh, I, I support BDS and I don't think Israel has a right to exist. As, as long as they're going to keep doing an apartheid slash like soft genocide. Uh, yeah, dude, uh, I don't think they have a You don't have a right to exist when you liter- you are using your existence to do an apartheid. So that's well, yeah. that's one well, little well, Jew's well, opinion. Well, how about how about also when did this claim of right to exist apply to nations? I just I don't yeah. understand that. I mean that was a human rights discourse language. Mm. So right to exist was the human right to exist and to create laws or a corpus of laws that would ensure that. But the idea of a state having a right to exist is something that that would get the legitimacy of people, right? Right. But the, the whole point is that people are second-class citizens yeah. within 48, and 67 is not even a part of the political process at all. So I think the the endemic fear... These are wars for people who don't oh, know so, what oh, the be, dates, be, We don't have to go okay, into but, it, but, but I, I don't call... Right, I don't, I don't sure. really believe in the nation-state, so I don't even like the idea of one state, two state. I just, I think borders should be gone. So what people like me call that is 48 is the area that is quote-unquote Israel, and then 67 is West Bank, Gaza, the and occupation. Exactly. But I mean, and this is, this is the thing that was like, that's like, we can, to me, that's like the end goal. Right. Of like... Hey, maybe the best thing to do is, I mean, a lot of experts basically say two-state solution at this point because it's of how much the, that Israel has encroached onto Palestinian territory is completely a farce and that it would be basically like a little little spots and little splotches of like Palestinian um, villages in like, completely surrounded by the Israeli military, which is settlements, which is no way to live. So if we're even still talking about a two-state solution, but it's like, to me, it's like ending the occupation is number one and ending settlements is number one. But I feel like what's so insidious about these kinds of takes is that like, nah, because your ultimate goal is to, and mind you, he does not reference Palestinians at all. He never talks about the occupation at all. He says, no, but your ultimate goal is you don't believe that the Jewish people deserve a homeland. And you're you're just like, I don't even know Whoa. what well you know I mean I don't even know what plane of of like science experiment we're operating on everything's so theoretical and again this anti-semitism debate is like we're just operating so in theory well, when but, people but are is, actually being killed this, right now you know right but this is how anti-palestinian and anti-arab racist this sort of idea is which is that if there was a one state and allegedly there would be a democracy, mm-hmm. the demographic favor would be to Arabs. Right. right. And so the endemic fear is that Jews can be a minority somewhere, like they are in the US, and that Arabs would be so barbaric as to right. make their lives unlivable sure. by voting in the majoritarian power that they would end up having demographically. So I think that, you know, that is, I mean, all this discourse, like like taking our babies or they're right. outproducing us, you know, the, the Palestinian woman is like producing, is a cockroach, she's continuously producing, like that sort of rhetoric, it's from the right wing for sure in Israel, but that is signaling the same kind of discourse you're hearing of people who are afraid Afraid of a minority majority takeover mm-hmm. in the US. Yeah, anybody talking about birthright or birth rates, you know, they're usually the good guys. <laughs> That's what I found in history. Uh-huh. Well, can I just go back to Ilhan for a second? Because mm-hmm. we can have this like hour long discussion <laughs> about this. Um, and I think now I am not going to get an academic job anywhere. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, I teach at Israel I State University. I don't believe in nation states. We well, no, I, I, can be, I, I can be safe with the nation oh, state. Was it the Pisces rising? No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's, it's me mentioning Zionism and white nationalist movement and the way they've teamed up with each other and, oh, uh, and what, I, what I believe. I mean, we can believe all that, but like I'm an Arab and we saw what happened with Stephen Salida that he was actually denied tenure and which is, is not pro- denied tenure. He had tenure. He's a Palestinian. He was moving from one institution to another from Virginia to Illinois. And he tweeted about the Gaza invasion that was happening in 2014. So he already had tenure. I believe he was at a university, Virginia Tech, maybe. Um, he had tenure there. So they were going to honor the tenure at Champaign-Urbana and the slight the the slight of the hand move that they did was they canceled his employment. Mm. 
Mm. which meant he couldn't go back to Virginia State, which meant he didn't have a, a tenure to be honored. And so, Jesus. He, so he went to um, American University of Beirut, and then there was a whole sort of thing about him too there because they felt like he was too controversial of a figure. And now he actually wrote this article, this amazing article about how he's a bus driver. Holy oh, wow. shit. And he writes about the transition from academia to being a bus driver in the U.S., so this is this is what that can do, but I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, this shit destroys lives, it destroys. And, and it's all bad faith. And, and unless he becomes a union organizer and he organizes a bus union, and he probably he probably will. I mean, that's his politics. You can go look at the work that he's written, and he's a beautiful writer. Um, but I, I do want to say before we leave this conversation that there is a special sort of thing that happens in the history of black uh, black solidarity with Palestine is the aggressive targeting of black figures. Mm-hmm. And it's this idea that they've diverted from this alleged Disneyland relationship and alliance of black and Jewish uh, folks during the civil rights movement, and they've betrayed that history. And so there is a heavy assault to anybody that threatens that historical memory. So whether it is Angela Davis whose award was initially revoked mm-hmm. in um, at a uh, at somewhere sorry I can't remember in Birmingham and then because of the public pressure to to um, reinstate the award she got it again and then there was Mark Lamont Hill who was fired from yeah. CNN literally the day of or after he gave a speech in support with Palestinians at International UN uh, Day of Solidarity for Palestine um, so there is a heavy-handed response to black folks who are prominent in the political sphere around their critique of Israel and support for Palestinians and so Ilhan Omar is part of that and history. do you feel like it's it's really interesting that the people who've been targeted the most are black and are Muslim and are, but specifically are black. And I think that's, that's really great to point out and super important. And and I think it's just, it's racism. I mean, it's no, it is, it is racism, but there is some sort of social justice capital that people see in black resistance. So what does that mean? They're scared of it. What do you mean? Social justice capital. If it's, if Arabs or Palestinians are aligned with black folks, then they will get the moral heart and the moral soul of an issue. Mm, right because i mean because it will sort of like if you get the black community like woke on an issue that's automatically gives it a lot more like traction and capital is that what you're saying america can see can only really synthesize things through nostalgia you know (laughs) and so like if an american sees the Israel-Palestine thing as, oh, Israel are the ones with the dogs and Palestine are the black school children trying to go to school, yeah. then then they're right. afraid, oh, fuck, they'll see it for what it really right. is. That's what it seems right, like right, you're right, saying, right? right? So, I mean, there's two things. One Which is, makes sense. Right. One is that there is, there is a history, even if it's like the civil rights triumphalism, which is that we didn't make good on that promise <laughs> still, right? Yeah. That that black folks are in the right around the justice that they should receive for (laughs) slavery, Jim Crow, continued voter uh, disenfranchisement and suppression. So there is that that, um, inherent subconscious guilt, right? That acknowledges that black people deserve freedom and justice for being (laughs) forcibly Mm -hmm. brought here, right? And having to endure all this mind fuckery. Um, So aligning, so black folks having that, that history around justice and freedom aligning with you throws a lot of weight in yes. your issue. Yes, So exactly, that, that's yeah. one thing. And two, you know, the story that we're told, and I'm not saying that it doesn't exist, but the story we're told of why the civil rights movement was powerful was that there were alliances with black folks and white folks and white Jewish folks. And so it for black Jewish, for Zionists, that history indicates that there's a turning back um, of, sorry, I should say, that history indicates that there should be continued support for uh, Jews via Israel. Right. Because of the conflation between Jews and Israel, exactly, which exactly. is a and, 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 and we, Right, right, thing. exactly. And we were there for you during right. the civil rights movement, which, you know, it, like you can have so many different analysis of what went down. Um, but I think that's what I mean, that is why the boycott divestment sanctions movement, which is a nonviolent movement. So when anyone says that, you know, Palestinians are violent or that you believe in violence, 
uh, you don't even have to get into it. Just be like, well, well, Francesca, the, the boycott divestment, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. The boycott divestment sanctions movement is is nonviolent, but it is it does directly harken back, obviously, to South African apartheid, but then also to the civil rights movement. Yes. and so you know the Montgomery bus boycotts or all the many boycotts, and you're like, oh shit. And so it makes sense that you know you have this bill in in the Senate criminalizing BDS, which is like because if it if we can if this becomes a real movement which like you know whether you get you know black folks on board or you start really boycotting or divesting or or sanctioning like that um like shit like the more moral righteousness is on your side clearly because we've it reminds us of these other two successful boycott movements yeah, and I just think as a Jew, this all boils down to a real failure of American diaspora Jews to allow this like incredibly loud, incredibly rich minority that is kind of responsible for all the anti-Semitic tropes that exist for us anyway, um, like to uh, own the debate. Yeah, like, you mean like, like the Israeli lobby kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah, like yeah. why like like. And, and you're seeing it now, like we named a bunch of really good progressive Jewish organizations and, and there have been, this is not to say that there has been zero the good Jewish political organization, but before Bernie, the most famous American Jew involved in politics was Joe Lieberman. Oh. You know, droopy fucking dog. Like, who was or, a super APAC. I mean, right. like very much supported or, by APAC and supported Israel. I mean, and technically it was probably John Stewart, who was also a centrist. <laughs> like, you know, like who oh. fucking. So, yeah. but I just want to say, though, that I, to me, this, the fact that the Congressional Progressive Caucus, the Congressional Black Caucus, that folks like Bernie and Kamala are supporting Ilhan this time around and AOC is getting it right is so scary to the That's right wing and I'm so fucking happy and they should be trembling. They yeah, be trembling. I'll, I'll, every yeah. one of these In controversies, <laughs> every one of these controversies recently have signaled towards a incremental shift on this issue, yeah. whether it was like the overlap in 2014 of the Gaza invasion and Ferguson and the relationships that were being drawn in that yeah. moment um, and the the tweets back and forth. Um, and then it, when it was watching the the resistance to the embassy being moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. So right. all of that was like slap on the face, slap on the face and the public watching somebody being battered and saying, wait, what? How can how can we not talk about this? And now yeah. that we sort of see this woman sort of taking the fall for kind of where we've all drop the ball yeah. i'm not gonna rhyme anymore um, <laughs> <laughs> you know like i think it, it, it's really crystallized just what you're, you're right like the mask is coming off i'm super excited uh for what the future holds and like i feel like care bears are gonna unite around <laughs> palestinians and israelis and um you know a one state of rainbow joy Let's go to our last segment, our game, because we've been so heavy today, just heavy flows and uh, heavy discussions. Um, sex Delect and- Overthrow with the, the, the photo that I think has been just emblematic of um, just like how far you can get when you have a big dick, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Pete Davidson making out with Kate Beckinsale, probably at a, I don't know, who knows what the fuck game it was. I think it must have been like a Knicks or a Nets game. There you go. And Anthony Porowski of Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, or just Queer Eye now, on Netflix. Yeah, because it's Queer Eye for everybody. It's Queer Eye for, <laughs> for all. Uh, just sitting there longingly, not looking at either of them. Um, this is how Kate Beckinsale and Pete Davidson have introduced their love to the world. Uh, I want to know which of the three would you marry, or no, excuse me, which of the three would you sext? Which would you overthrow and which would you elect to the presidency or any real office or non-real office? Take a, t- take a moment. Have you seen this, Metha? I have. I'm just trying to remember if... They're just straight up making out. No, no, no. I've seen the photo. Oh, okay. But maybe you can edit this part out. But I'm trying to remember if Pete Davidson... Was he 
the person no don't yeah. edit this out because this makes me feel so good as yeah. a comedian Who's Pete? Pete Davidson is a comedian who is famous for being young right uh, and <laughs> is is only he is famous because Lauren Michaels was like I'm gonna pick a tiny child to be on <laughs> uh, and really uh, but I bet he dropped trow he saw that yeah he, he, he does have a huge dick but he's on SNL and Ariana um, Grande said this and she, she knows because her last name is yeah. What um? So is because I haven't found Pete Davidson fun. Like I haven't laughed at a thing he's done. Sure, but for all intents and purposes, he's a nice guy or whatever. Sure. But like the reason that I hate him is because he didn't he didn't earn anything. He didn't. <laughs> there's so many more people who are so funny. You didn't for, earn it. Like who have been so funny for ten years, twenty years, whatever. Like Leslie Jones, and for get example. some eye cream. I fucking because your eyes are just they're well, just. Well, he's a drug addict, probably allegedly. Yeah, how um, how do you is he allegedly? I mean, she's got a type, Ariana. I mean, R.I.P. But also, anywho, but you know also seriously preemptive R.I.P. to Pete Davidson. Pre- Dude, uh, I'm just saying. If Kate Beckinsale breaks up with him, okay, so. Here's the theory. Over, overthrow. Really quick. You're overthrowing Pete Davidson. Overthrowing, we have to play the game. I'm we overthrowing, have to play I'm overthrowing game. Pete Davidson because uh, my friend, uh, who shall remain nameless because he is also a teacher, um, said that Pete Davidson is just like who celebrity women use now to get a bump in press. Like, <laughs> like it's been like four, right? Ooh, I don't like, know. Like before Ariana, there was somebody I feel like that was caught smooching him. Mm. And then it was her. And now it's Kate Beckinsale. And it's going to be like, it, it, like this. He is like a PR vehicle. I feel like he just is laughs he, so at their he, jokes. Is, is there, you know, you just want a guy with big gums to laugh at your jokes. <laughs> um. So is there like another sort of church of Scientology that he's a part of? That no, he's he, a big dick. <laughs> oh, so that's what. Okay. Okay. That, um, that, that's what happened. Okay, so you're overthrowing I'm him. I'm overthrowing who him. Who would you elect and who would you sext? I guess I would... I don't know anything about either of their politics, but Antoni okay. seems more helpful, at least, <laughs> like, right? Like, at least, like, that's his whole thing is he's on a show that helps people. So maybe I'd elect him, but to something really small. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I guess I would sext... Kate Beckinsale because I'm a boring cis guy like cis het dude. Yeah, are you um, are you a a Beck heck head? <laughs> I'm not a Beck head. I'm not a I'm not a sailboat. Yeah, uh, there you go. I'm not a Beck and sailor. Uh, <laughs> I, I I honestly think that the only thing I know that she's been in is the movie Underworld. Yeah, and that's because I have a couple friends who are weirdly obsessed with that movie. Well, I think there are a few like. I think Underworld had like a big impact. It wasn't it a video game and then it became a movie. Oh, I don't know. Uh, something like that. Okay, so I I, I appreciate that. I would read that. a deep dive on the cult of Underworld before I elected or sexted anybody on. These. Sure. Step one before yeah. I vote next. Yeah, yes. I'm gonna read a deep dive into the Underworld. An oral history of the making of Underworld. Yeah. <laughs> before you do anything, do that. Um. Okay. <laughs> I honestly, I, I know a little bit about Pete Davidson. Um, I feel really bad for him. He has a tattoo that says cursed on him. Oh, the tattoo of Hillary Clinton? <laughs> what? He did he get a tattoo, a tattoo of, of Hillary, Hillary Clinton. Clinton. Wait. Is that the one that says cursed? No. Feels, it's <laughs> a no, pretty cursed no, no, tattoo. No, no, no. I mean, that is a cursed Why tattoo. Why are tattoos so emo these days? No, so apparently I think to cover up something to do with Ariana Grande, he got the words cursed in mm. huge letters tattooed over it after they broke up. And that was that was heartbreaking. So, he clearly he clearly has depressive episodes or moments and has some maybe mental health issues. What a super famous twenty something? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy how that happens. I know and I just wish for those folks that they weren't in the public eye so much. So maybe I would try to sext him to seduce him out of that world and then into a healthy balanced environment you want to see that d come on all right like like that's also amazing. but in addition to but what she said i just want to help him i can be the one so you think you can, i think that's what he does yeah make that you're falling for it he yep. every yep if that's what they do but Francesca I'm a really great professor <laughs> these are <laughs> you can teach him a couple lessons you know how many 
I know. Okay, so this is very wrong. Fairly unattractive. I was just gonna say, you know how many twenty-year-olds I've led in the right path. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god! And I use the word sexting, and I'm supposed to do a sexual harassment training that I haven't done. Hey, this is all consensual. This is all consensual. Oh yeah, they they've agreed. Yeah. Oh my god. I thought that that was implicit. So Pete Davidson, he's of age. Uh, yes, yeah. yes, but he can't be my student, so I can't use student metaphors. That's what I'm just saying. Oh, you true, can't, true. but I can. <laughs> oh, you've led them hey, in the Pete. right direction, but that's I, I, yeah, away no. from your sexting, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do not sex students ever. I that do. Is... No, I don't. No. <laughs> I just thought it'd be funny I if like, I said that. Yeah. Oh, um, that's why I'm not a teacher because you know I just can't be tempted. Mm. Yeah, and <laughs> I, I would, um, I wouldn't. Uh, marry what's his name apparently you, you can't all- marry anyone you have to either elect them oh i'm sorry or Sex. you have to overthrow oh, them uh, overthrow them okay um i overthrow oh god i shouldn't do this to a woman so i guess i'll overthrow and what's his name anthony anthony why is his name anthony why can't it be anthony because he's anthony. a beautiful an- angel <laughs> who fell from heaven okay he's anthony I mean, at least his name isn't like macarla or some like right. white baby name right <laughs> so i would i would just overthrow him for his sake he looks very uncomfortable in that situation so i'll overthrow him from the situation got it and oh, then, that's kind that's yeah. a kind overthrow yeah and compassionate then, and i would elect kate i don't really know any of her films i just see her image splashed on posters so i think she's just this normatively beautiful person mm-hmm. and maybe as a woman she has something interesting to say as a elected politician i don't know but well i mean she's a superhero figure i guess i'm I learning from I, this I mean, underworld discussion it was a movie about killing werewolves i think i if i remember correctly i don't remember okay so, but she was some sort of like power woman she was in yeah. a skin tight okay uh, outfit i mean i'm not opposed to that unless there is something like ridiculously oppressive about what she was doing but listen if she can slay uh vampires no she's a vampire slaying werewolves i don't remember then well <laughs> like the vampires know. and the werewolves are never going to have a two-state solution no they're never going to have one and um so she can if she can hold court solution. within a one state state stake stake one stake s-t-a-k-e oh wow mm-hmm. that's that was a deep cut that was truly the final solution <laughs> that is the final <laughs> i think that's perfect i think she could definitely be a good president I mean, and also Republicans are pretty much werewolves at this point. <laughs> they drink blood. Peter Thiel, baby. Shouts. Mm, shout out. Um, okay, so you have to sex Anthony. He's the only... No, she sexted Pete. I'm se- Well, I'm going here. Oh, <laughs> my turn. excuse me. You have to. You did say I'm you. I'm saying you. Oh, as in oh, me. But this is to all of my listeners, just so they're... I know you're taking notes. Oh, yeah, right, right. <laughs> so... Um, the... I don't have... I don't follow any, like, hot dude Instagram... Um, accounts because uh, I'm not no thoughts a man uh, so but it's very ironic that like as a straight woman the only the only thirst trap account that I would follow would be a gay guy <laughs> 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 and that's fucking Anthony Porowski you're so beautiful I don't care about your shitty like. guac recipe I don't care that you look like you don't actually eat you're probably anorexic <laughs> Um, that's fine. Come puke in my toilet. Um, <laughs> oh that's bulimic. Is that what you call sex? That's that's exactly Come after puke in my after I, after I make you do it with a woman. <laughs> you're gonna puke, but you look Ooh. good. Um, I just he I just want him around my house in um an apron and nothing else. Nothing else, and that's fine. And like I don't even have to touch you, and it won't be at all like Neverland, and I'll never have you. But I just want to look at you. I'm gonna elect Pete Davidson. I think he needs um, if with he, the Hillary tattoo. You elect the one person yes, with the Hillary yes, tattoo because I believe that cursed has actually been written over the Hillary <laughs> okay, cool. Hillary tattoo. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna. It's he, like her he needs hope. a new project. America is your um, way too hot girlfriend, <laughs> your, uh, and you are our subpar. Um, president obviously we can do better but i'm just gonna say like and in fact you don't have to be president just like how about ryan zinke's job just department of the interior right you can depart my interior oh um you can just like frolic outdoors you know um in the national parks isn't that what the interior does that would be good for him yeah yeah he needs connection to nature Mm -hmm. so go there do some shrooms do some shrooms and then we as your loving (laughs) 
way too good for you. Just like, again, you're 11 to your four. Mm-hmm. Uh, girlfriend America will um, be there for you or whatever. Uh, and Kate Beckinsale, overthrow that bitch. Listen, <laughs> I found out my ex had a very long crush on Kate Beckinsale. It was like, which which um, like celeb do you like? Kate Beckinsale. I don't know why, but she is so fucking plain looking that I'm like, yeah, I normative, get, but yeah. she's so normative, but she is, um, I think like she's really voluptuous, but like when, when a celeb is like voluptuous, it means they're like a four, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and they're, you know, and they're a little shorter. So I don't fucking know. I feel good that she was just making out in public because she like, that's got to make you feel real young and it that's does. fun and freeing. And so I'm not like mad at her for doing it. And I'm not mad at Pete for doing it. I'm just mostly mad at Lorne Michaels. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, that has been the Bituation Room, you guys. Thank you for being here. Thank you. What have you, how can we follow your work and what do you have to plug? Maytha? Uh, Maytha, M-A-Y-T-H-A, Alhassen, A-L-H-A-S-S-E-N. Oh my God, I forgot my last name. Um, <laughs> and you're not high. I'm the high one. <laughs> Um, yeah, so you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram, or you could just even look me on up on the Googles at Maytha, M-A-Y-T-H-A, because there aren't really any Maythas in America. Mm, Maytha in America. Yeah, I'm the Josh? only Josh. Um, <laughs> I'm the only good Josh. Josh's aren't good in general. Um, uh, you can follow I've me. I've had two other Josh. This is you're the third Josh on this show. Not a surprise. Uh, <laughs> every fourth person in the DSA is a Josh with <laughs> facial hair and glasses. Um, <laughs> Like one of you got to get contacts. Like one, yeah. who's, you have to roll shampoo. I, tried. I honestly get tried. I tried when I was younger, and my prescription is so bad that the contacts <laughs> were really heavy and they hurt my eyes. And like I couldn't see. All right, oh. uh, it ruined it ruined middle school. And that's not an anti-Semitic trope. No, that's not. No, that I was too weak for contacts. No, uh, I. You can follow me at Shut Up Androsky on Twitter. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. And remember, out there, uh, don't just bitch about it. Be about it. Bye.